0: Hey, y'all. It's your host, Isabella Orlando, and welcome back to the Just living Y'all podcast. Welcome to 2022! It is a new year, but it doesn't mean new goals. Today, we're going to discuss how I have motivation to keep going, even when I'm in a funk, and how you don't need a new year, new me outlook this year. I feel like for so long, I was stuck in that mindset of... Having these certain goals that I needed to reach in the new year and that I needed to reinvent myself in the new year when in reality you can start whenever and day one doesn't have to be day one out of 365 it could be day 13 of like the first month you know it doesn't need to be on the first day and honestly like it just sets such pressure when you are setting these goals, because sometimes you may not reach them, and that will weigh down on you and make you feel worse about yourself, and it's completely okay to keep the same routine that you're in, especially for me, since I struggled with an eating disorder in the past, having this new year, new me mentality, I don't strive to reach certain goals for 2022, especially this year, like, I feel like even at the beginning of last year, I was still like, oh, like, I need to look a certain way by the end of the year, When in reality, I don't. There's no reason for that. Because at the end of the day, you're still yourself. Obviously, you're changing and you're evolving each day and you're growing. But that doesn't mean we should shame our past selves. And my, I guess, goals, and it's not an eating goal, it's not a fitness goal, are to save more money, laugh more, Travel and put God first. I set these goals because they're very broad and they're not to a T of what I exactly want. And it makes them flexible. It doesn't mean I need to reach them by the end of the year because there's no certain number that I have to reach. I feel like a lot of people set weight loss goals for the new year and they're like, oh, I have to lose 15 pounds by December 31st at the end of the year. I feel like trying to reach number goals is really, really unrealistic, especially if you're struggling with food and you're struggling with your body. It just makes no sense. Some other goals that I'm also setting are weightlifting goals. I would like to improve my deadlift, squat, hip thrust, bench press, and the gym. Just, you know, getting stronger. That's my goal is to get stronger. I do have, you know, where I'm at right now with each of those lifts I have those weights and the numbers I'm using and I do have a goal number but honestly I have such a love towards working out and weightlifting that that end goal number doesn't feel like if I don't make it and if I don't reach that number it's gonna like make me feel horrible it's kind of just like to see in a set line of where of how far I've come I guess is kind of per se because I did do uh, like 2021 recap of my progress and I'll read out the numbers for you for these weightlifting. My hip thrust went from 325 to... Uh, oh, nope. That is completely wrong. My hip thrust went from 175 to 325. And then my bench press went from 50 to 100. My squat went from... 155 to 255 and my deadlift went from 160 to 265. So I gained so much strength in 2021 and at the beginning of 2021 I did set those number goals of like reaching a certain um, weight on each movement and each lift but you know if I didn't reach them that would have been okay but it definitely motivated me more and kept me motivated in the gym to keep going Because I wanted to reach those number goals, but it wasn't trying to reach a certain look. I really am trying to emphasize that don't try to strive for a certain look and for a certain weight and for restrictive eating. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I'm doing the whole 30 or I'm going to do keto this year. Like, Those are not going to make you happy. Those are not going to satisfy you. Honestly, those are going to bring you so much deeper down into... Just a spiral of unhealthy things. And that's why I'm here reminding you guys that there's no new year, new go- new me. It's new year, same me. I'm just going to grow. That is my mindset, is the growth mindset. And to keep me motivated throughout this year, it's just... And motivation not just in working out and eating good... It's motivation in school, motivation in my keeping up with my friends and my family. The one thing keeping me going is doing things that I love, doing things that make me happy. And that's what keeps me motivated. Because if I'm doing something that I don't love or I don't like, I don't know, I don't put 100% effort in, it's typically going to make my life miserable. It's going to make me unhappy and I feel that's why, like, I've really honestly, like, I've started to just choose things that I love and putting more time into the things I love rather than, like, wasting time on, I guess, a friend that you're putting in more effort towards and they're not putting in as much to you. And you've really noticed that for a while now. It's okay to slowly distance yourself from them and cut them out of your life. I mean, you don't need to totally cut them off, but, like, you don't need to waste your time with them. Let's say, um, uh, you like to weightlift, but you're forcing yourself to, I don't know, cycle. Don't force yourself to do by cycling. Like, you're not going to enjoy it. It's going to be a waste of your time. Um, that's definitely like my overall like, theme is to live in love this year. Um, I just finished uh, Lauren Atkins' book, Live in Love, and it was really motivating because she just talked about how she put her love into certain things and found love for certain things and that's what kept her going and what made her enjoy her life more and so I really like that quote live in love it's something I want to start really living by in 2022 and putting my love into people and events that I love um Some new things, I guess, that I'll be putting love into this year are I have university leadership training for my Christian fellowship at school, and I'm really excited to get more involved with IV because I'm not really super involved now, but I think this will be a great way for me to see if I want to do more with them. Um, I'm also in the peer mentor training for Sean's House, which is our mental health House that's near our campus, and I'm gonna become a peer support specialist, which is really really cool. And that's something I have training for for the first month till like February 7th or something. I have training, and then that consists of we just have like weekly meetings, and then on another day, we take a healthcare theater class, is where they're re- re- reenacting scenarios, and you listen to someone like basically, like, coming into the house and, like, needing support. And so it's really cool because uh, Sean's house is definitely, like, what this pot, like, is part of this podcast, kind of, because I I really love what they do in their mission because, obviously, I've struggled a lot, and I'm so excited to help people who were like me. um, And, obviously, that's, you know, part of my career, eventually, is to help people who struggle with eating disorders and anxiety. And I'm just really excited to get involved with them. And so those are two new things that I'm getting involved in this year that I really want to do and that I want to put my love and energy and time into. Some things that I don't want to put my energy into this year, currently right now, is my organic chemistry class that I'm taking. It's a requirement for my major. And I really... I do not want to be taking it at all. It is the worst thing ever. It's very, very difficult, but I'm doing it. Obviously, like I said, I don't love it, so I feel like I'm wasting my time on it, but in the end, if I think about it, I'm not truly wasting my time because it is needed for my major, and it's needed for a class that I have to take in the spring, and that class in the spring is going to be a class that I love. It's one of my dietetics classes, and I'm going to love that class, so I know that this organic chemistry class is preparing me for that. And so that's also when you got to think about, like, oh, like, is this what I'm doing going to prepare me for something bigger and better? It is. Something else that I don't, that I'm dreading, is my biochemistry class in the spring. And that is, like, my last chemistry class before I can do any and take any of the dietetics classes in the fall so I mean that's stuff that I have to like put time into and it's stuff that I don't want to really put my time into but I am um definitely starting to you know make really strong relationships in my life not in love life in general because now it's I got to start thinking about internships and that's something like I want to find people who are going to bring me good connections and it's not just someone who's chasing money because I feel like now in anybody's career it's just like oh how much are you making like am I gonna make a lot of this and it's like no like put your energy into something you love and that's my dietetics as I'm so excited to be doing that um yeah so that is just definitely like something to keep in mind is putting your time and love into something that you are passionate about All right, we also have another life update, I guess. I am officially moved out of that torturous house. Um, For all of you keeping up with those live updates. Um, Yeah, we're out. We will never be discussing this house again because it was horrendous. And that brings me into the topic of environments. Healthy environments are key to being the best version of yourself. And I learned that the hard way this past semester. When I was in my old house, I was so uncomfortable. Uncomfortable eating, uncomfortable going to the bathroom, uncomfortable just sitting in my room. It made school very difficult for me to focus on because I didn't have somewhere to sit and do work in my house. I couldn't stay focused because I thought I was going to get yelled at within two seconds of sitting there. I... Didn't feel comfortable enough to have my friends over. So I didn't really see my friends as much because I would always have to go to their house and not mine. So that I also didn't like. I wasn't spending quality time with people I love. So now that I moved into my new house, I am already so much happier and so much more comfortable. But I do have some trauma and a little bit of PTSD from my old house. I'm still stuck in such an anxious mindset, and I still feel like I'm walking on eggshells here, even though there's no reason for me to be. It's just I was so used to doing that in my old living situation that I have to learn and undo what I learned um, in my old house. And, like, I was literally talking to my roommate about this today, is that, like, I was so used to not talking to anybody in my house, and I was so used to sitting in my room all the time and, like... There's no reason for that because I'm not going to get yelled at here for that. And, like, people actually will want to talk to me in the house. And it's, like, it's going to be it's a nice adjustment. It's a really good adjustment. And something else is, like, I'm still afraid of, like, making a mess, making noises, like, cooking. And, like, there's no reason for me to be anxious about it. But it's, like, I have to learn to undo all of those habits, those really bad habits. But those were anxious habits. That's what my fight or float flight mode did was it switched on all those habits in the old house to make myself feel better and feel less anxious. But I have to undo those now, which is amazing. It's just going to be a really, it's going to take a long, long, long time to like adjust to that. So yeah, I'm here right now in the winter session. So I will be getting adjusted to it for the first month now. And then once the real sem- the spring semester starts, I feel like I would be so much more comfortable. I'm already super comfortable and getting, honestly, better day by day. It'll just take some time. Um, You definitely want to be comfortable in your home, your workspace, and your learning environments. Um, You know, my bedroom, it's a space to relax. School, my classroom, is where I can learn efficiently. The gym is where I can gain confidence and I can get a good workout in without being distracted my church it's a place of peace and humbleness the kitchen table is where a place where I can enjoy my meal and not be stressed about eating it right away and like putting it away you know those were all places like my kitchen table and my living room my bedroom all became uncomfortable places in the last house and you need comfortable spaces in order to really succeed in everything else you're doing. It Definitely, like, with school and my living situation last semester, school was, like, really, it made me more stressed about school because I felt like I couldn't study in my own house. I always had to leave to go somewhere and, like, come back, and it just made it more difficult, and I was eating in my room, and recovering from my eating disorder, eating in my room is really unhealthy because it kind of takes me back to my past of habits of hiding and eating with my binge eating disorder and so eating in my room at the old house it was very very triggering for me it was a triggering environment it led to lots of stress lots of thinking traps and it just made me like feel like I was in my past self even though I wasn't and so it triggered me to eat more and it shouldn't have and my house should not do that but because of how unhealthy it was in that house, it did, and that's completely okay. But triggering environments can also look like an unhealthy relationship you're in, or you have too much work to do. It can be super difficult to get yourself out of a triggering situation in a triggering environment, and you may think it makes you look weak to leave the relationship, or move out, or stop doing something, or quit something. But at the end of the day, it's going to make you stronger and it's actually so much healthier for you to do that for yourself, to move out, to quit something, to leave that relationship. Um, I feel like a lot of people have said to me, like, oh, like this unhealthy person in my life, like, what do I do? It's like, you slowly distance yourself. You slowly distance yourself from them till eventually they're gone oh, like I'm doing too much. Like even like for this upcoming semester, I can say like, I already have so much on my plate. And it's like, if I can't handle all of that, I can quit something. That option is there if I need to. And you know, you need to tell yourself that that option is there to quit, to leave, to move out. Because honestly, when I was trying to move out of my house at the beginning for the first six weeks, I was like, there's no option for me to move out. I don't know how I'm going to do this. But there were so many options. If you just look and you take the time and you say, and you look at the pros and cons of like, if I do move out, if I do quit this, what are the pros and cons? And there were a lot more pros for the quitting and the moving out and the leaving the relationship. And I definitely feel like you don't make that triggering environment for yourself. It's everything in your life adding up to that. And that stress is making the triggering environment for you. And so right now, I'm obviously in my new room. It's a new environment for me. This house is new. And I do have my mini fridge. And this is something really cool and that I'm very proud of myself. As I do have like a little container of chocolates sitting on my desk. And I haven't had like chocolates sitting on my desk in... Who knows how long because it used to be super, super triggering for me. And in my old house, I did have a lot of food like in my closet, like just stored because I would always eat in my room. And it was very triggering for me because I felt like I was back in my past self. But now I can see in my new environment, I'm able to see this progress and see that these chocolates like don't control me. They're sitting in my desk. If I want one, I can have one. And so I have one after lunch almost every day. And, like, this is a big step. And it shows that my new environment is good for me because I'm making it less triggering. I'm, you know, pushing past my boundaries, pushing past myself to, like, do certain little habits for me. And I'm not eating in my room anymore. I'm really trying to eat at the table without my phone, without a distraction. And it's already just so much better and I feel so such like in a good mindset with food um just because in the old house definitely for the like the last month or so it was like everything was just putting all my emotions and all my stress into food because I didn't know what else to do because that was the only thing I was doing in that house was eating and sleeping and eventually you know I was sleeping at my guy friend's apartment and eating there and that was good but it wasn't the same it wasn't mine. It was not my room, my home. And now I have that. Um, Yeah, definitely, this is just your reminder to get yourself out of a triggering environment if you want to continue to go up on, I don't know, up in life, I guess I would say. Um, Because they're just, I think, an environment, even anything like your sorority, your your job, your study group, like all these environments are different things that are affecting you. And yeah, that's really all I have to say about the environments. But um what else did I want to talk about? So that's like pretty much it for this episode, guys. Um I will I'm gonna give you guys some Recipe ideas because I have been eating like great for my diabetes PCOS It's been like I've been good mentally eating which is great. Um, definitely have to eat More because I feel like I'm not eating enough but I'll give you guys a full day of eating So today for breakfast, I had my Kodiak cakes and they're they're selling carb-conscious ones now so it's less carbs than the regular ones and since with my PCOS It is like I need to like very much limit my carbs and not guys remember if you're restricting for health reasons and not looks it's gonna change your mindset and it won't feel triggering because my mindset with being carb conscious now and like not eating added sugar is because of my PCOS so I can regularly get my period. It's not so I can look a certain way and I feel like it really took me a long time to adjust to that mindset. But there's that reminder. So I had some, I had some Kodiak cakes and I put chia seeds and an extra scoop of protein powder in to balance out my blood sugar levels. Um, And for lunch, I had my almond flour quesadilla. The almond flours from um, tortillas from Trader Joe's are literally the best things ever. You put some avocado oil in a pan and you get them really crispy. Not your cheese. And I put buffalo chicken on it delicious and then for a snack I've been having like a protein shake because what else would I have but I mix the protein with um chocolate milk I found sugar-free chocolate milk at Whole Foods the other day and I have never seen uh, sugar-free chocolate milk and so I'm not supposed to be having added sugar I was really excited about this so I've been having that and these unsalted mixed nuts from Costco are so good. It's cashews, pistachios, almonds and pecans and walnuts. And they taste oh, they taste so good. I've ne- these are like the best nuts I've had. I'm like a Trader Joe's fan of the nuts. I love all their nut selections, but this mix at Costco is the best thing ever. So, if you can get your hands on it, I recommend. And then for dinner last night, I had two whole eggs, broccoli, slice of Dave's killer bread, and um, vegan butter, and really good. And as dessert, I had, what did I have? I had these um, keto cookies and some more chocolate milk because what else would I be drinking? I love chocolate milk. Um, If you hit the train going by, um, yes, you probably do, but sorry. Yeah, so those are all like very balanced meals. I am a person who needs to have a balanced meal in order to feel satiated. And a balanced meal consists of protein, fat, and carbs. And obviously for me, I'm eating higher protein and higher fat just because that's what my body functions properly and well with. So examples of protein, you have chicken, salmon, tofu, beans, beef, etc. Examples of fat, you have avocado, hummus, cheese, olive oil, nuts, and seeds. Examples of carbs, pasta, bread, rice, potatoes, etc. For me, with carbs, I'm either whole wheat or almond flour-based, brown rice flour-based, chickpea flour-based stuff. um, Just because it's not spiking my insulin as much. Um, But obviously, if you want regular pasta, go ahead. Really, not going to hurt you um another of my tips is to have like a half a plate of veggies for like lunch and dinner and you want to include at least three different colors on your plate make a colorful plate and definitely have fruit for breakfast and like in your snack because that's good rate fiber um so like i also another snack option is to have sunflower butter with an apple and then some fai yogurt some greek yogurt delicious That's a great snack. Um, But your body can, if you're not eating these balanced meals, um, you're going to crave a lot of sugar. You're going to ignore your hunger cues. And if you're not eating enough and you have food rules or you're restricting yourself from sugar and you're limiting and avoiding carbs, your body is going to crave sugar. It's going to want sugar. All the time. And for me, like, yes, you can say you have a sweet tooth. But, like, this is not you having a sweet tooth. It's your body being underfueled and low on nutrients and vitamins that it needs. So, yeah. Those are just my little tips is to eat a balanced meal all throughout your day. So, yeah. That's it for the today's episode. I will... Definitely be doing lots more episodes. We have a new series starting. I'm not going to say what it is yet because I have yet to record these episodes with special guests, but it's going to be a really cool series and I'm really excited for it. And I hope you guys are excited for 2022 and what's to come with this podcast and my Instagram. And it's going to be a great year, guys. I know it. It's like this is going to be a great year. And I'm just really excited to keep going with this podcast and sharing my experiences and what I know with you guys, especially after my nutrition classes this next semester. I have so much more information for you guys to share, which I'm so excited for. But I hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and I will talk to you guys soon. Love y'all. Bye.